So um, we just have two or three more questions left here. So firstly, um, something about CAD. Um, which software do you all use for CAD? And approximately, like, how many team members do you have working on CAD? So this year, we're going to be using Autodesk Inventor for our CAD software. And we haven't gotten our final um, student count yet, but we're estimating it to be around five or six people. And uh, in our our in our team, CAD is historically like a small, close-knit subgroup. So, um, and we've actually seen like a pretty big increase from our um, people from last year. Um, okay, thank you for that. So we as Matrix use SolidWorks this year. And um, although like quite a few, few of us are well-versed with Fusion 362, so we would be working on that too. And apart from that, I think it works a bit differently for us here. We have a majority of our members working on CAD and construction and have a limited amount of members on programming. So um, that's why we're trying to work on increasing the number of people in our programming team. And um, yeah, that's something we are looking into. So like, for example, in your summer workshops, we're assuming um, when you know students learn about programming, they would get interested to join programming. So we too are planning to hold sessions and training sessions with the primary students in our school to get them interested in programming so that when they become the next team matrix, we would have more uh, programming members. And um, uh, just one or two more questions. So, you know, since you're like a 26 year old team, um, what have you all implemented to have like such an efficient continuation of your team? And do you think being such an experienced team gives you an advantage over other teams in FRC? Um, so our team, as you said, yes, is 26 years old. So as for the beginnings, I can't really speak on how well that worked. Um, but I will say that we definitely have had um, an interesting timeline of our growth. From the very beginning, when first was first created, you know, we're team 201. So we were kind of at the beginnings of first when they were still figuring things out themselves. And so um, back then, you know, there really, there wasn't a non-technical side. There wasn't like a business or an outreach um, large aspect. It was really competing robots. And um, obviously through the years, first has adapted the motto being more than robots. And to be honest, our team was a really slow in a changing to this. Um, we used to actually on our team, um, even in the early 2000s, I believe, we actually capped our team ourselves. Like we would cap it at 15, just like you cap the FTC teams, which is very unusual um, for an FRC team to limit how many people join. But that's because they wanted, quote unquote, the best of the best people to join um, and you know, be programming the robot. And it is true, we had more technical success when we did this whole capping limit. But, you know, that's not really what the point of FIRST is. And that's something that our team has definitely um, realized and shifted in the past seven years. So if you're talking about the team that we are today, honestly, that grew out of us seven years ago, not exactly of us 26 years ago. But in the grand scheme of things, yes, we've learned um, a lot from being a team that has competed in the various challenges and, you know, um, competing through COVID, too. I think that um, through COVID and our team was 
fortunate and honored to win the Impact Award um, at the state level, even during COVID. Like that took a lot of effort and a lot of um, work. There's a lot of work in the making, and it was really when we learned that we have successfully adapted to a both non-technical and technical side of being a team. I wouldn't say necessarily that we have a huge advantage over teams that have um, our rookie teams exactly. So I think it kind of depends about what you're talking about when it comes to outreach and um, um, the way that our team is fortunate. I would say that, and we recognize that where we are in Michigan, we have a lot of resources in our area and a lot of um, support and great mentors capacity and everything like that. So that makes us, I think, um, different than just saying that we've been competing for a long time, so we're better. I think the resources that we have is what makes us a successful team, not exactly how long we've been competing. And we totally recognize that, which is why we've been trying to help other teams in our area to um, give them more resources, even if they are an old team. And um, just basically when it comes to impact award we've learned too is that you really have to have people super dedicated to the cause of winning the impact award or else you really have no chance it's great if you do a lot of things in your community and you um, maybe start new teams and everything like that but as we mentioned it does come a lot down to sustainability and being able to pass this responsibility down to the next business leads um, and everything like that. So kind of a long answer to a shorter question, but um, basically, no, I wouldn't say that just because we've been competing for the longest makes us the best team. Otherwise, I think we would be the best team in the world, but um, it's not really that. It's really about shifting your team culture to being inclusive and making a fun learning environment and yeah, that's some of the best lessons that we've learned. Um, okay, perfect. Thank you so much for that. We learned a lot. So um, any other events or initiatives that you've held that you would like to talk about? Or do you have any questions for us? Um, one event that we would like to talk about a little bit is that... Um, about three years ago, one of our students wanted to create a robot for a local organization called the Rainbow Connection in our area. And what they do is they deliver last wishes to terminally ill children. And so what we did is that we um, basically helped him build this robot, gave him meeting space and tools so that this robot, it's kind of like a cart almost where you can drive this robot and it can like go um, to like a house or something like that and deliver whatever their wish was. Maybe it was like some food or a toy or something like that. And so um, being able to use your STEM knowledge outside of first, outside of the playing field um, is really something that would be impactful to your community so that you can solve also real world issues with your STEM skills. And um, as for some questions, I was wondering if um, what is like, what do you guys do in terms of outreach? And like, what is, would you say your largest outreach event that you do? So um, as a part of outreach this year, we're working on our outreach plans, but one is like podcasts reaching out to experience teams like the feds and learning about their experiences so we can also work on our outreach plan 
um since we're a part of like a school we are planning to train the primary students in our school um so that they can become like the next matrix and we can spread awareness about stem in our school apart from that of course we'll be inviting students from several other schools and um you know regions of india to join so that we can spread awareness not only in mumbai where we're based but to you know other cities and uh, states of india um apart from that um we're looking at you know teaching and like training underprivileged students so we're going to be getting in contact with ngos um in a, in and around our area so that we can either go offline and train them or um in case they have access to like computers and electronic devices we um are looking at you know training them online too so um the two major aspects are training younger students of our school and also looking at training um underprivileged students who don't have access to basic robotics essentials so like how you know the feds have set up like fdc and fll teams in several schools and provide them the necessary equipment we too are going to strive at providing such ngos a uh, stem and robotics equipment so that their students can get uplifted and can get the um required exposure to stem because after all stem is the future and um yeah sanvi anything to add or i i've covered most of it right? my points have been covered. Okay, that's incredible, by the way. I think that's so admirable that even like you guys are even such a newer team and you already are working so hard towards outreach that took our team literally 20 years to do. So I think that's that's incredible and you guys are incredible people for doing that. Um thank you so much for that. And we learned certainly learned a lot from you know this podcast. So if um all of the three team members could quickly share some um feedback or how they you know um like the podcast or like the discussion we just had. I love it. You guys are awesome. We should definitely do this more. It's incredible. You guys are you guys are are a pretty new team, and to be doing like this kind of outreach is really impressive. Yeah, I love this podcast. I always um. I always get a little bit nervous when it's on Zoom because, you know, talking over each other. But I don't think we had any like major difficulties. And, you know, we were all very um, polite when things like that happen. And, you know, I always understand that there's always going to be some technical things. I mean, I wish we could we all meet in person because that'd be awesome. But, um, yeah, this was a great podcast. I really appreciate how much you guys researched about our team i think that's that's um, very fun i hope you like the website because aria worked very hard on the website um we loved the website honestly it was like super comprehensive and we gained like a lot of information so thank you oh and we did have a question like in we did like want to research a little bit about your team but like in orange alliance like why do you guys have an at symbol in your name do you know so um, could you like repeat your question once? Oh, I'm sorry. So like in Orange Alliance, like we wanted to like search up your team and we did through your team number, but like in like Orange Alliance, do you know why there's like an at symbol? Like you spell like M at T-R-I-X. Oh, okay. So um, I think that was something that our last year team matrix members um did. So um. We're not too sure about that right now because um, like most of the team members have changed. So we're all like new to our team matrix. But um, I will check with them. And I too am curious at this moment. But I think it was just something, um, you know, we did for fun because um, we tend to, you know, try to add like our unique things here and there. 
So I guess yeah. um, that's something, you know, like M at the rate, uh, T-R-I-X. That's something they just would have done to add maybe a unique touch to it. Yeah, I actually no, never I noticed it. Yeah, same. So, you know, we are to ourselves intrigued and we'll look into that. So. Okay. I didn't know if that was like the official way that your your team like was named, but okay. I don't think so because like this year we're sticking with um a proper A alphabet capital letter. Oh, okay. Do you guys name your robot, by the way? Um, not yet. That's something our team is still in discussion about. But um, because we really want like a super impactful name that you know stands for. We want something that's meaningful to the whole team. Exactly. Mm. So we're working on that. When is your first competition? Um. So our first competition. So basically, we've got our power play. Everything we've worked, started working on our robot. Our um competition, like you know, India nationals is in January, somewhere around seventeenth January. 19th if I'm not wrong um it'll be held in Pune which is like a city that's almost three to four hours from where we were based so um uh yeah and I think all teams from India come there and then we um have our competition there so um what have like your name like your last year's robot since you know the challenge has <laughs> so our last year's robot was named Asian Ebenezer from the play you know Scrooge so with the weird yeah, E's, so- like lots of weird E's in the Ebenezer. <laughs> so like for our team, we, you know, we're feds, F-E-D-S. So every year, you know, the next year, this year, our robot has to be, na- has to start with a D because last year start with the E, the year before that starts with an F and the year before that starts in the S and it just keeps going and going. And then we switch whether it's a boy or a girl name. So this year it'll have to be a girl name starting with D. So I mean, my vote's for Diana, but it's not going to work. So. Just about to say I think that's Diana. really. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it's a really interesting concept. I know exactly. We may, you know, think of doing something like that for Matrix to like yeah. Yes, yes. I'd wait for X. I think X would give you weird results. Yeah. I know. That would I'm, be very. That would be super interesting. 